Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Gerald here with you. I'm kind of excited today, guys. It's been a while. I got Brad here. You know him from the cinema, guys. Brad, what's up, my brother? Hey, what's going on? I am happy to be back on Two Peas. You're happy to be here, but where the hell have I been? When's the last time I... (laughs) I feel like I'm in this weird like alternate universe, because I feel like the last time I recorded was with you. I think, it, and maybe. that was in like July, right? I feel like it's been forever. It it has been a while, yes, yeah. very much. So yeah. you, you've been you've been kind of busy. You got some uh, things going on. I've been a busy guy, I guess. You know, life and work and all that stuff. But I did I did take a little bit of a break from the show, and then we've been putting out new episodes. And here we are rolling into October, which of course I'm not going to miss the month of October, Brad, because I do all of our Halloween slash horror themed episodes for this month. We have four of them planned. And this is the first of those four, and of course I had to have Brad on for that. Thanks so much for being here, brother. No, thanks for having me. This this is a, a topic that uh, yeah. probably isn't my strongest topic, but Ooh. you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. All right, well, I'm interested to see. Now, the October episodes that we have planned, today Brad and I are counting down our top five vampire movies, movies that feature the central character or characters or vampires. All right, I haven't done that before. I've done creature features, but we never dove into vampires before. Uh, we are doing our family-friendly horror movies with Jeff from Cadavercast. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that one. My buddy uh, Drew from Real Feels is going to be joining me for a fun one because we're going to do our top five guilty pleasure horror movies. Oh, which are a lot spe- of those. <laughs> I know you do. Which are specifically horror movies that are under 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then uh, Justin and Jeremy from over there at Epic Film Guys Brainstorm are going to join me. We're going to do our top. We're going to try. I'm going to try to do my top five 1980s horror movies. Oh, that ooh, that would be a tough Which one. It's going to be a tough one. So that's what we got lined up for October, guys. Here on the peas. Now, Brad, we're doing vampire movies tonight. How was it coming up with this list for you? Did it really suck? <laughs> you, see, <laughs> you see what I did there, buddy? I did, uh, I did. How many uh, people just turned the podcast off after that? They're like, like, we're we just done. lost half the people, at least. <laughs> uh, how was it, man? Did it, was it easy for you to come up with? Um, it was easy for some to throw on a list, but then, you know, you know, Gerald, I'm, I'm, I'm cut from a different cloth than most yeah. people. Yeah. So trying to figure out what my top five is going to be. I'm sure there, there's going to be some on this list that uh, they're going to cause a, a, little bit of, a little bit of stir, oh, I'm yikes. sure. Yikes. <laughs> wow. Uh, great. Well, you know, what's interesting about doing a list like this, Brad, though, is we're doing the, you know, the horror month, if you will. And um, this is a list that is really open to interpretation because I do have a couple on my list that would not be considered horror. Did you run into that when you were uh, making your vampire movie list as well? Uh no no I didn't okay all I, right. mo- I think yeah all of mine on my list are pretty much horror movies ooh like, okay interesting I, I don't think there's anything on there that uh, I mean there's how many Twilights that's most of my list <laughs> that's half your list right 
Hey, I do love Case too, so I'm not even. I've only seen the first one, uh, but you know, hey, if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. I mean, you're Brad. I, you got to be yourself, man. You know what I mean? That's right. Well, well, we're doing our top five vampire movies. The first episode for this Halloween themed month of October here on the Peas. Brad from the Cinema Guys, you just had some exciting um, uh, the convention that you guys were a part of that you kind of co-hosted there what did you what did you do over there what convention was it tell everybody about it that was really cool man well every year in cincinnati we have uh it's called the cincinnati comic expo okay and we along with the the podcast the history of bad ideas we were asked to host or moderate the the celebrity panel room all weekend long so we got to talk to all the celebrities we got to do the q the q's and the a's mm. and just man it was just a heck of a weekend. We had so much fun. I love that, man. I saw pics, and you know you deserve it, man. So that's really cool, and and it's I'm sure it's really cool to get out too, right? Post COVID, I mean, I don't know if post COVID's a thing yet, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it was, After- and and it was a fully masked event, but we were in a room away from you know the big groups of people, which was kind of nice that we just yeah. kind of we were our own little space, and we just we had a good time. My my co-host Justin got hit on by John Barrowman. It was hilarious and amazing. <laughs> wow. That's good times. I like that. <laughs> I bet you guys didn't see that coming. That's cool. No, no, we didn't at all. Well, you know, Brad from the Cinema Guys, all of his information is going to be in the show notes for his show and, and his co-host. Make sure you check those guys out. They are a lot of fun. Uh, notwithstanding their promising young woman takes, but other than that, they're a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't listen to that episode. You can skip that one. Oh, man, I love giving you a hard time. All right, Brad, I'm going to let you get us started, brother. What is your number five vampire movie? Well, my number five, I mean, it. I might as well just kind of try to cause a stir right off the bat. Of course. My number five is from one of my favorite horror directors. I don't always love all of his films, but a pretty big amount of them. And that would be John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, I Holy when this, shit. <laughs> <all right. laughs> when this movie came out, I saw it three times in the theater. I absolutely loved it. I loved the cheesiness of it. Yeah. And I just had, I had so much fun with this. And uh, James Woods in this movie was a perfect cast. He was perfect in this film. Wow. 96, what was that? 96, 97? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, somewhere around uh, there. Uh, late 90s. Yeah, this is schlocky, man. This oh, is yeah. Uh, yeah. this is the John Carpenter era where I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> what, like, what's happening? Like, you're literally just like, yeah, I'll do that. They're gonna pay me for that. Yeah, I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, this was during you know the Ghosts of Mars, which I wasn't a fan yeah. of that one. But yeah, wow. And this is this was right up my alley, my type of film that I'm just like, you know what? I'm having fun with this. I love this. All right. Well, I can't remember that movie too vividly, but I remember not liking it enough to revisit it. I haven't okay. seen it. I haven't seen it in probably twenty years. But uh, uh, fun fact: it took me many years in that film to realize that the main girl in that wasn't Sherry Moon Zombie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> For a while, I thought it was her, and I was like, eventually, yeah. I watched. I was like, wait, that's not her. Never mind. Wow. Okay, so I looked it up. It was 98. So 98's Vampires. Uh, one of my favorite filmmakers, John Carpenter. But Brad, I got to say, probably not one of his better films. But hey, it fits the brief. And <laughs> you did what you do. You're Brad. You know I mean? Would you expect anything anything less from me? <laughs> not at all, man. 
So my number five is a film that's probably a little <laughs> bit more revered than <laughs> vampires, uh, I think. But it's Tom Holland's Fright Night mm, from that 1985. Is, that is a great movie. Didn't quite make the top five, but yeah, really? Wow, it, it's true. Uh, I actually really like the remake on this too. Uh, I didn't so do put I. it in my, The remake yeah. was actually pretty solid as well. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that one in my top ten, but I, I love that movie as well with Colin Farrell. But you know, Chris Sarandon here as Jerry. Is just the coolest fucking vampire. Like he was just so cool, so charming. He just literally kind of walked in and out of every scene and just oozed this charisma. And one of the better horror villains, I would say, like most yeah. likable, like most likable horror villains that come out of the eighties. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you because he's one of those guys that you're like, you know, I know he's not a good guy, but. I kind of right. want to hang out with him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he definitely had that appeal. And Amanda Bierce, who went on to be famous on Married with Children, so sexy in this role, man. This movie really, just generally speaking, is a really sexy movie, especially for the 80s. And uh, vampires kind of, you know, have that sexuality thing that's always there in the, in the background. And it was really prominent in Fright Night. Like I said, I'm a big fan of the remake as well. So yeah, that had to make my top five, and it just squeaked in at number five. I can't Ooh. believe this isn't on your list, but John no. Carpenter's Vampires it, it, is. It's true. Uh, Fright Night just missed the cut. All right. Uh, okay. you know, John, hey. Car- John Carpenter, <laughs> I had to put him up above Fright Night. Wow. All right, Brad. <laughs> you're, the, you're the man, dude. That's why I love you. All right. Well, uh, vampires at number five. What was your number four, buddy? Well, my number four, definitely, this is this is going to be one of the picks that people are like okay you put this too low possibly mm-hmm. but i i mean i think it's a very very good film and that would be interview with a vampire that's a good one it didn't even make my list okay but yeah it's a good film it is a very good film it's you know the, the first time we get to see kirsten dunst yeah get, love her. uh brad pitt antonio banderas tom cruise i mean you look at it now and you're like man this cast yeah it, it, that's the thing man is the, the cat i mean even at the time even but especially now like in retrospect when you look back on it you're just like holy shit i mean even christian slater in there oh yeah uh yeah dude it was just a stellar stellar uh top tier casting in this film and i know that there was a bit of a a little controversy when it came out as tom cruise playing the vampire lestat mm-hmm. because these Anne rice books were so popular and he was such a a big deal that they were like Get really, you're going to cast Tom Cruise as right. him, right. but you know what? He did a great job. He and did. Yeah, the guy's a professional. You know what I mean? But I, I do remember thinking, which is what a lot of the coverage was. I, th- I think it's what you're saying. But I do remember thinking at the time, like Tom Cruise, like what? <laughs> it just did seem like really weird casting. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a testament to his acting that he was able to pull it off in that role. And I love Brad Pitt. Uh, as you know, he's one of my favorite actors. And I thought he was great in this. It didn't make my list. Um, I, I haven't seen it in a while. I did think about it, but it didn't end up making my list. But that's your number four, man. That's my number four. Interview it, with it, the Vampire. It beat out uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. Just I'll by. say. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My number four is probably an obvious choice. I've got two what I would consider like obvious, like no shit, Gerald, really. My number four is The Lost Boys, Joel Schumacher's film mm. from 1987. Another, what do you think? Another fantastic movie that just didn't make the cut but wow uh <laughs> this is the this is like the punk rock vampire movie man and in the 80s i'm an 80s junkie as you know my first two movies on this list are from the 80s this was in what it was in 87 joel schumacher and 
you know, you have characters that went on to prominence like Alex Winter and Corey Haim. And, you know, Corey Haim was already already pretty big in the 80s when this movie came out. Jason Patrick, Kiefer Sutherland, such a good baddie in the mm-hmm. 80s, man. You had both the Corys. I mean, they were the, yeah. the hot thing at this time. So That's right, yeah. And so that was a draw for this movie. And, and he had the sax guy. I mean, he was probably nah. the biggest draw, right? Come on, dude. I mean, yeah, the sax guy. <laughs> just when you think you couldn't put anything straight. And dude, Jamie Gertz? Now, come on. Did you have a crush on Jamie Gertz or was that just me? I mean, who didn't? Yeah, she's, she was hot in this movie. And uh, I, I just love it, man. It was just such a cool film. And it really spoke to the younger generation when it came to this vampire story. Because not for anything, but, you know, you just mentioned Interview with the Vampire, for example. It was much more of like an old school, like, renaissance feel, usually, when vampires were discussed. And here in Lost Boys, it's like this punk rock, you know, the streets of, of L.A. Like, you know what I mean? It was like a very, like, down-to-earth, kind of like youthful take on the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I just remember loving it when it came out. I still do. Oh, yeah, I... I- I mean, I still love the movie, and I, I loved it then, too. I was about, you know, around that age of the Frog Brothers, so, you know, we mm-hmm. to show my age, but um, it was one of those movies that, at that age, you can relate with, the, you know, characters your same age, and you just loved mm-hmm. watching this and watching this happen, going, oh, I wish I could be part of something like this. Right. Right. Yep. It had that. It definitely had that quality to it, and I'm a. I was a big fan of that movie. And it just. I was like 13 when it came out, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest shit ever." Yeah. And you know the special effects being practical, really, still for the most part, hold up today. I mean, uh, I, I just saw this on the big screen at my local Alamo a couple of years ago. They screened it, and I got to rewatch it. I had never seen it on the big screen, so that was really cool. Yeah, the Lost Boys. For me, is my number four, and we are over to you for your number three, number man. Number three. Back to me for some more controversial picks. Yes. So, number three, this is one that, uh, it's a more recent uh, film, but I, I loved the the twist that they kind of did with the vampires in it. It's based off of a graphic novel, and that is 30 Days of Night. Oh, okay. You know, I like this movie. This is your least controversial pick so far. Well, I guess maybe interview, I guess is okay. I mean, too. putting it at number three might be a little controversial, but yeah, yeah I, I, I love the kind of the the story of this of like vampires coming to an Alaskan town right before they're going to thirty days of night. And I'm like, oh, this is a really cool concept because I mean, vampires could just feed mm-hmm. <laughs> for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and these vampires aren't your typical like smooth talking they're they're more of like creatures that kind of have their own little uh language of like screams and yells with each other right right this was a good one that you're right like the premise is what really intrigued me about this one because it's like always dark you know what i mean yeah and if you think of vampire lore it's like you just can't escape you know they're always out there no matter what time it is or whatever so i really did like that um kind of like added element that hadn't been used yet in this genre. So I agree with you on that. It didn't make my list, but I do like this movie. I'm a fan of it. I need to revisit it, actually. Maybe I'll do that this October, Brad. There you go. And the sequel sequel to it was okay for a direct-to-video movie. It's Mm -hmm. nothing nothing as as exciting as this one, but even the sequel wasn't too bad. Mm -hmm. Well, I have... My number three is... Uh, this was tough, man, to put it at number three because I love this movie so much. And this is much like Fright Night. This is another one that I absolutely love the remake too. 
but it's from 2008. It's a film called Let the Right One In. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, this one is horror, I would say, um, but it's also just a beautiful story of friendship in the movie. And so many different like social messages can be found kind of interwoven with this vampire story. But these young kids just befriend each other and become kind of a protector for each other. And it was just done so beautifully. Uh, in the remake, we were introduced, the world was introduced to Chloe Grace Moretz in that role. Yes. As the as the vampire child, and she did such a great job in the remake, I thought. But this is shot so beautifully, you know, the winter setting, the snow, so dimly lit, which matches the story that's happening and is playing out before your eyes. But, you know, this movie just touches me. It's, it's weird to have a vampire movie or a horror movie that just kind of like makes you feel like that's super, super rare. And this one is a very touching story of friendship kind of hidden beneath this horrific vampire tale. And that's why I like it so much. It's a movie that I revisit often. And like I said, I love the remake too. So have you seen this one? Uh, I have. I've seen both. And I I need to revisit them. It's been a long time since I've watched them. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely not your your typical, like when you think of a vampire movie, it's not your typical type of film, mm-hmm. which I think is is a plus for it. Like it's... It, it really amps it up. And like you said, like it's its premise is built more off of a relationship than, hey, we got a vampire. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, it does kind of take on that ruse, if you will. Um, and I thought it was done beautifully. It's a Swedish film. It's shot perfect. I mean, it's flawlessly shot. Uh, it's such a beautiful film to watch. And at the same time, you get, you know, kind of like those bloodthirsty moments, too, which are really cool. So. Uh, Let the Right One In, which, by the way, if you want to check out the American remake, it's just called Let Me In, uh, which is equally as good, in my opinion. Didn't, uh, wasn't I, the I remake um, directed by Matt Reeves? It was. Yep, yeah, that's right. Matt Reeves. Uh, Richard Jenkins plays her handler in that movie. He was really good in it. Uh, yeah, great film. And uh, Let the Right One In is only slightly better. The original, which is what I'm putting on my list at number three. And here we go, man. We're up to our runner ups. What do you got at number two, man? Number two, you're not going to be surprised by this pick whatsoever. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> it came out in early 2000s, uh-huh. you know, starring the beautiful Kate Beckinsale. Ah. And that would be Underworld. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Kate, I, Be- Kate Beckinsale and Leather, is that's, you're, good, you're good with that. I, mean, yeah. I, am, I am a giant fan of the Underworld films. Okay. And... This one particularly, when I went to see it, it was, I mean, everything's shot in a blue hue. They put mm-hmm. that nice little uh, blue tone over it, but just how cool they made the vampires in this. And, it, you know, vampires and lichens, a.k.a. werewolves, are mm-hmm. have been at war forever, and it's just a a big action film with vampires and, and, and werewolves. And I was just like, yep. This this movie was made for me. It does seem like a no-brainer to kind of put those two mythologies together, right? Yeah, they were onto something with that. Is this based on a graphic novel or a comic or anything? Mm, you know, I don't I don't know. Because if you think about it, it is kind of an ingenious yeah, you know, it, premise. It's set up perfectly to if it was, like it makes sense if it, if it was. Yeah. If not, I'm sure the graphic novels, you know, went running after it came out. Hmm. 
Yeah, I wonder about that. I'll have to Google that because whoever thought that up, it was, I mean, you got to put the werewolves and the vampires together. I mean, they did that in True Blood, you know, the TV series. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, that makes fucking perfect sense. These two mythologies coming together, you know, so iconic. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, I guess I'm not surprised. I know you love that movie. <laughs> we've we've talked about that over in the group chat before, and uh, I just didn't see it coming. But I'm not surprised now that you mentioned it. Well, and I love I love Kate Beckinsale. So. It didn't it didn't quite make the number one. Which I know. I wow. know you're surprised. Wow. Well, you haven't listed Twilight yet, so I guess that's why. <laughs> but uh, my number two is not going to surprise any regular listeners of the show. I wouldn't think, although it might surprise them. It's not my number one. Um. But I'll explain why when I get to my number one. But my number two, my runner-up, is Francis Ford Coppola's, Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm, interesting. From, ni- from 1992. And it's on my list solely for Keanu Reeves' uh, accent in this movie. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the only that's reason. reason. <laughs> um, no. That aside, everything else about this movie is perfect, in my opinion. Uh, the cinematography, the score... Winona Ryder, who I've always been infatuated with. Gary Oldman's t- one of his top three performances, oh, in my opinion. Absolutely. Gary Oldman is just a fantastic actor. He can just like disappear yeah. in anything. Yeah. We talked about him at this past year's live stream for The Cure, and I'm pretty sure this may have been my number one. I can't I don't have it in front of me, but it's definitely one of my favorite Oldman performances. But what I probably said about it then that I'm going to say right now is what is truly mesmerizing, if you really, really think about it is Dracula as a character is got to be one of the most iconic like literary figures ever in the history of like literature and Gary Oldman is now his performance is now synonymous with that character and he's latched himself on to the lore of this just historical figure in Dracula and that's crazy oh, yeah. to me like now whenever i think of Dracula like i'll think of some other you know depiction as well uh, but I always think of Gary Oldman in this movie, and I'm sure a lot of other people would say the same thing that are fans of it. Uh, he just really just made that character his own, which is crazy because it's not like it's any regular character. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> Dracula, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, and, I love this movie, man. And I think a lot of people would think of Dracula. You think of Bela Lugosi right off the bat. Yeah, a lot of people I think of him as original. well. Yeah. And and this was a completely different take on anything that we'd really seen before and it was it was awesome like Gary Oldman is fantastic like that score you mentioned the score the score in that film is it, i mean it goes from complete epic to darkness to just it it beautiful yeah you mentioned Bella Lugosi obviously Christopher Lee uh, yes, a little bit later correct. on and Gary Oldman but those three uh, every single time somebody mentions Dracula they run through my mind uh, you know, Gary Oldman really inserted himself into that conversation, I feel like, in 92 when when he performed this role. And this is another one, you know, and I guess vampires is kind of by default, but this is another one that's like super sexy and kind of like forbidden, you know, taboo. Uh, there's the one like scene with the werewolves raping or <laughs> the vampires or whatever. It's kind of intense, you know, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a really sexy depiction of this romance uh, that unfolds in the, in the story of Bram Stoker's Dracula. And it was very visual. You know, Coppola did a great job at visually of the visual storytelling that oh, he employed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing that definitely always popped, besides Gary Oldman, you know, the, the old vampire with the hair, like people can picture him in your mind. Mm-hmm. But then 
you know the the story of him younger like the the suit that he wears the red suit that looks like mm-hmm. muscles basically the way it's kind of like the lines and everything else like right so much of this movie is it, it, it shot so well and everything was just it was awesome it was a it, great great film it's great in 4k too I don't know if you've if you have 4K if you've seen it, but it's I awesome. haven't watched the 4K yet. I do have it. Yeah, the restoration is awesome. All right, man. So uh, all that we have left to reveal, Brad, is our number one vampire film. I'll let you go first. What do you got over there? Well, my number one vampire film has been discussed, mm. and we, I mean, we just talked about it. It's a great movie. My number one is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I could not put this movie at number one. It, yeah. it is just a great, great film. Yeah, I mean, I think we just discussed it, uh, why we think so. But, I mean, aside from Gary Oldman, it's just a beautiful film. All the technical aspects. I mean, you know, Keanu Reeves tried to ruin it, but <laughs> <laughs> he was not able to. That, not his performance withstanding. Um, what do you think that was all about, by the way? Why did, I guess he was just super hot at the time, right? Or yeah, was he? I mean, was it 90? I mean, he had done Point 90, Break. When was it, 92? 92, so he did Point Break, Bill and Ted. Yeah, he was, I, I don't know. know, maybe he was trying to break away from from what he'd done before and like, let's try some like Shakespeareans. I, I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do in this movie. Yeah, I don't know either. Um <laughs> All right, man. Well, the only reason Dracula uh, did not come in at my number one is because of a movie that I just saw last October for the first time that absolutely fucking floored me and shook me to my core. It was everything that I love about cinema in general, just like the cinematic achievements. And we were just talking about some of the technical stuff like cinematography and editing and score, the movie is purposefully shot in black and white, and it's a revenge tale that has been told a million times, but it's, it was with th- such an interesting, fresh twist, but it's actually a Persian film called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Have you ever seen this? I have not seen it. I have heard of it. Oh my God, dude. This movie is so beautiful and... It just, I can't, it's not that I don't want to spoil it, because it's not really spoilers, but I won't get too deep into the main character in the movie, but her story, you know, the lead vampire, if you mm-hmm. will, her story is so intoxicating. Like, you're just invested in her from the opening scene, and she plays this really vicious serial killer, for lack of a better way to put it, that is preying on. Uh, a certain type of demographic, and again, I won't—I don't want to give too much away uh, for those who have not seen it, because unfortunately, yourself included, it is a very underseen film. Um, but it takes place in an Iranian city that they refer to as Bad City because of all the different criminals and you know drug dealers and you know pedophiles and all these different okay. unsavory people that live in the city. Um, and she just kind of takes it upon herself to let's just say, uh, take advantage of her vampirish ways, okay? Okay, okay. To, uh, (laughs) you know, embark on a little vigilante justice, if you will. Um, Mm. So you know me. I mean, you know last year I loved Promising Young Woman. You know I love the Kill... You did? I I had heard. You knew that. Uh, The Kill Bill franchise. Like, I love a good revenge story with a female at, at the heart of it, and this one just blew me away, man, because it was that, but it was her kind of subtle like story of loneliness 
um, that is really that really has a spotlight kind of shown on it throughout the movie. And like I said, I really connected to her. And I don't know, it's, you know, it's, I mean, you could probably get the idea. It's kind of like that Dexter kind of deal, you know, where she's kind of like a Dexter type figure. But she, they, the filmmaker who's female, by the way, does a lot, a lot of really cool, like unexpected things where you're like, what the fuck is it? Like there's, there's this one uh, trope throughout the movie where she, she's a skateboarder, the vampire, and she'll be like skateboarding around the streets and like, kind of like as bait or whatever and she she uses her skateboard really uh cleverly in one scene that i really enjoy uh there's a lot of it's in black and white but there's a lot of great like gorish scenes of horror in the movie so a girl walks home alone at night is a movie that i wish more people had seen and i would i would ask you to seek it out this october if you're watching some horror flicks because it right. was one of my favorites man i'll uh, i'll add it to the list because you know I, I watch all the, that stuff during October, so I'm doing it right now. I started yeah. early. Uh, you did start. You guys did start early this year. So there you go. That's my number one. Uh, might have surprised some folks. It probably wouldn't have even been on my list, but I just saw it last year and I absolutely loved it. No, that, that I would have never guessed that being number one. So there you go. There you go, Brad. I'm, I'm full of surprises too, man. You are. You are. All right, Brad. So when we come back from this quick promo break... We are going to wrap up our top fives for everyone, and then we will give a shout out to our honorable mentions, okay? So sit tight, buddy. We will be right back. Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 97%? Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitched at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle at a towering 93%? Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. All right, guys, welcome back. Brad is here from the Cinema Guys. We just talked about our top five vampire movies. A little bit of surprises on both of our lists. And uh, Brad's doing Brad over there. <laughs> a few of his. Why don't you remind everybody what your top five was? I, I mean... Are mine really surprises for people? Like, Not honestly, really. okay. And if they know you, they're like, okay, this checks out. All right, my number five, John Carpenter's Vampires. Number four, Interview with a Vampire. Number three is 30 Days of Night. Number two, Underworld. And my number one, Bram Stoker's Dracula. There it is. Only one crossover, Bradley. How about that? I know. My number five was 1985's Fright Night. My number four was The Lost Boys. Number three was Let the Right One In. My number two was Bram Stoker's Dracula. And my number one was a little indie film called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. There you go. All right, man. Uh, honorable mentions. I didn't do the suggestion box. I'm probably not going to be doing that for the October episodes since they're so horror-specific. Yep. But I do want to shout out a few honorable mentions, man. What about you? You got some over there? Uh, I do, I do. Uh, if if I was rounding out a top ten, my, my six was Lost Boys. Seven was Fright Night. Mm -hmm. uh, eight 
would be a Brad pick, and it's uh, Blade Two. <laughs> wow. Okay. Be, All right. Because I I love the the idea of that one of a different vampire hunting vampires kind of thing, like a, and it's Guillermo del Toro. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, nine would have been from Dust Till Dawn. Good one. And then ten, I would have rounded out probably with what we do in the shadows. Okay, that's good. Test. Uh, funny, good stuff. Uh, my let's round out my top ten. My number six, I got a lot of comedies in my bottom five. By the way, my number six would have a movie, a movie called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> All right, with uh, the late great Luke Perry, Paul I Rubin mean, having Paul one Rubens. of the the best like death scenes. I think you could you could have. Yeah, dude, Rutger Hauer <laughs> as Lothos. Christy Swanson was hot, bro. She hot. was. She was. She was. Uh, but yeah, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I, I used to watch that movie like on repeat when it came out uh, when I was younger. My number seven would have been Nicolas Cage freaking out in Vampire's Kiss, which is mm, a bit of yep, a psychological yep. vampire movie, but I mean, it's peak Nick Cage, so, and a little bit of a comedy. Another comedy and another comedic genius, Jim Carrey, stars in my number eight, which is Once Bitten. Oh, wow. Okay. You ever, you ever seen that with yeah. the... It's yeah, been a long time, but yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like what you mentioned a little bit similarly with 30 Days a Night, but my uh, number nine would have been a movie called Near Dark by Catherine Bigelow. Okay. 1987. Love that Bill, movie. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, that's right, yeah. And then Nosferatu from 1922 mm. would round out my top ten. And uh, I just feel like the imagery uh, from that is why we're talking about a lot of the movies that we're talking about tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm surprised know. that neither one of us put... Uh, you know, Nosferatu in a top five or, you know, Dracula, you know, Bela Lugosi's Dracula was nowhere yeah. to be seen in our list. Yeah, it is kind of interesting, but I don't know. Gary Oldman just took over for me in that yeah, exactly. respect. I mean, that's my personal preference, but I mean, he just took over for me. It's because we're, we're a couple of young pups. That's why. Mm, I doubt that's it. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I definitely don't feel that way. Um, now, look, when Brad from the Cinema Guys comes on to two peas, I don't know if you guys know, but it's like snappy. It's like bam, 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 bam. Here's what I got for you. I got other shit to do. Fuck it. I'll see you next time. So we're in and out pretty quickly, Brad. We're not doing a suggestion box this week. It's our first of four horror slash Halloween themed episodes. We got three more coming up for you this month. Brad, thank you so much for kicking off the month of October with me, man. It is, uh, I don't like talking about anything nearly as much as I love talking about horror. So thank you so much for being here for the first week of of this year's episodes. No, thanks for having me. I'm the same way. I've loved nothing but talking horror. I I love horror films. Yeah, we're horrors. (laughs) I mean, in our chat, we talk about horror movies a lot. We do, we do. All right, man, tell them where they can find you and your cohorts over at the Cinema Guys, brother, if they don't know. You can find myself, Justin, and the Cinemated. We're just three friends chatting movies. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts or at wearethecinemaguys.com. That's it, guys, and stay tuned this month to Two Peas because I've got a lot of fun horror-centric episodes for you guys. Those of you guys that love that will be into it, hopefully. And there's also some pretty big announcements coming up on the horizon this month as well. So make sure you tune in each and every week for our horror month here on Two Peas. Brad, thanks so much for being here again, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. We will be back next week, and we will have another top five and another pee on the pod. See you then.